I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Turn it up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12. Pick a song, we'll play it. Little Hendrix, never bad. That's Jimmy Hendrix, that is. Vortex 583-1057. Send a request, plus for text line. Orioles off till Saturday. Opponent to be determined. Wall card round of the playoffs starts today. Scott Miller, MLB Network Radio, joins us at 1130. Bob Hattie, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Let's talk about the Ravens at 3-1. First place in their division. USA Today, it's the Ravens Wire. WGK Law Guest Hotline brings us Kevin Allstriker. Kevin, good morning. What is up? Good morning, guys. Yeah, we got the Ravens at a three and one, two and zero in the division, and I think a huge opportunity here in Week Five to go out there and end their AFC North road slate for the entire year at three and zero. It should be really, really good for a little early season boost, I'd say. Now, aside from the actual win itself, Kevin Allstriker, the most impressive part about what the Ravens did Sunday, Cleveland this past week was what to you? Well, I think I'll go to the offensive side of the ball where Cleveland obviously came into this game as that number one defense. We heard a lot about it throughout the course of the week with a lot of talent. I mean, Miles Garrett is one of the best defensive players in this league. They have a great defensive front that they've kind of shaped up throughout the offseason. They have talent at all three levels. And I think after a pretty – it was a sluggish start in the first quarter plus was a little sluggish. The defense had to help him out on that one drive with the Brandon Stevens interception that he returned inside the 10. But I think Todd Monk and Lamar Jackson, everybody ended up adjusting and doing a really good job. Monk and stretching the field out a little bit. Lamar was really dialed in throughout the entirety of the game. And part of it too was, I think to me, with Miles Garrett, he, he got plays in there. Like it wasn't like the Browns weren't getting any pressure. I thought that they were still getting to Lamar, but Lamar regardless was still making throws that one drive for the end of the first half where you could say he had four dots on that drive, one to Melvin Gordon, to Zay Flowers on that play, where the offensive line held up on that Zay Flowers play. But then you have the one to Nelson Aguilar, but he just, he just couldn't get the second foot down. And then Mark Andrews 
the Ravens offense in the second half didn't really have to do a ton because I think with Dorian Thompson Robinson in there, that didn't really strike fear into that defense. I felt like, you know, he's a, he's a, I think he has tools, but I just don't think he was ready, especially on such short notice with Deshaun Watson essentially saying he couldn't go in that one. So to me, I think that the Ravens have a lot of, a lot of stuff to be proud of on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, I mean, they they did their thing. They held the Browns to 2.6 yards per play, 1.8 yards per pass. Mike McDonald has his guys ready to play this year for sure. Kevin, I thought, you know, like in the first quarter and then in the second half, they took advantage when they got a turnover and they turned it into 14 points, which was awesome. Now in the second quarter, they had 23 plays, 222 yards where everything was working. And, you know, if they went to turn it over, they probably would have scored again. So I thought in the second quarter, they were, they were really good. And then, yeah, in the second half, I think it was Harbs told them at halftime, listen, they can't beat us unless we turn it over. You know, let's just not beat ourselves. Let's, you know, protect the football play field position. Yeah, and I think there were there were some people who were, I guess, upset about the fact that they were being so conservative because it was, oh, well, if the Browns can muster up some points against this Ravens defense, it all of a sudden becomes a game. But the Ravens defense was playing so well. Dorian Thompson-Robinson wasn't doing a ton. The Browns running game, it was a weird running game. They had that negative 20 run by Elijah Moore, which I still don't know what he was doing on that play. And then... Right at the end, Pierre Strong had a 40-yard run. I think they averaged 3.7 yards per carry as a whole, so it kind of balances out. But Amari Cooper was held to one catch. Donovan Peoples-Jones held to one catch. David Njoku made a couple of plays. But I agree, where I think John Harbaugh told him, look, let's just protect the ball. And if the defense has to step up throughout the game, they were doing that in the first half. They did it again in the second half. And they went three and out a couple times over the course of that. But then the defense went had them go three and out right back into that Cleveland offense. So and they were being conservative right at the end there. And then, yeah, turnover, Mark Andrews scores right at the end of the game. So I think that it was fine what they did. Obviously, if there was an offense out there, you know, the Browns were down to Sean Watson and Nick Chubb, but obviously injuries happen, you know, you know, using injuries in excuse, you know, that happens to every team. But I think that the way that the Ravens called the offense in the second half was more so let's just protect the ball and get out of here as healthy as we can and run this clock down as opposed to we're just going to kind of take the foot off the gas. I think those are two different things, and I think the first part of it is what the Ravens actually did. I thought two guys that really played extremely well was uh, I thought Patrick Ricard played awesome. I mean, his blocking, his pass protection and stuff, he, he was moving people. And then uh, Roquan Smith, you know, he, he was he was all over the place and playing extremely physical. Yeah, for Ricard, I think with that Browns defensive line, especially Garrett, I mean, you, you have to do so many things in order to just take him out of plays. And I think Ricard did a good job of, you know, sometimes being the help there. You mentioned the pass protection, which, again, with that Browns front, you have to do some creative stuff. Ricardi also had the catch in there, so he was rumbling down the field with the ball. So I thought he played well. Roquan Smith has been, I mean, just you couldn't probably ask for a better addition at the trade deadline. I know we were talking a lot about wide receiver back then, and Brandon Cooks and all these other options for them. And it was still a need. I'm not saying it wasn't. But Roquan comes in here, takes an immediate leadership role against the Browns in this game, 10 tackles, led the team. He's on pace for an absurd number of tackles this year. But he's really embraced the city, embraced the team, which has been awesome. And for me, 
he's someone that the Ravens absolutely should have paid. They, they did a good job by getting that done right at the end of last season. The question becomes for Patrick Queen now, who they declined the fifth-year option, and he's been playing great next to Roquan. And obviously, I think he was playing well before Roquan came in last season, but obviously I think Roquan elevated the entire defense to a different level. So he's someone that plays with a lot of passion, a lot of energy. Uh, his, his quotes are something, too. I think he brings energy mm-hmm. in that department, too. But – Roquan is somebody that, again, the Bears trade him last year. They haven't won a game since. They're 0-13, and that might have to do more with Chicago just being you know, not in a great spot right now in multiple aspects. But Roquan's a heck of a player, and, and the Ravens are definitely glad to have him on that defense with Mike McDonald, who, by the way, again, is, is doing a great job. Well, you know what's, what's crazy, Kevin, is, is that Van Noy and um, Clowney those two Russian are better than anything that they've had all year. You know, I mean, they've, they've Van Oy probably and Clowney just this past game probably had more than a Jabo and Owe, you know, kind of combined up to this point, which, you know, I love those other two guys, but Van Oy, he's got natural bend to him and Clowney. Clowney, after watching the film, he should have had three sacks in that game. And if he just tackled the, the quarterbacks that he'd have, he would be leading the league in sacks probably with nine. Yeah, <laughs> 100% on the Clowney thing. It's been, uh, he's just, it's almost like Yannick Ngakwe. Although I think Clowney's been more disruptive than Ngakwe, Ngakwe was in Baltimore. It's just like a, he's a finger or a, a hair away from getting the guy down, but he just barely escapes. And it's like, oh, because it, it's, it's been happening all season. So he's, he's been incredible, super disruptive, both as a run defender and as a pass rusher. I know the question for Clowney when he was signed by the Ravens was, He's shown it as a run defender, but the pass rushing has been a bit inconsistent. I think you're right. With a guy like Van Noy who comes in, he was signed at the time less than a week ago, comes in and you know has a key pass deflection, a couple of big pressures on Dorian Thompson-Robinson. The, the question with uh, Zafé Ole and David Ajabo was always, could they step up and could they be consistent for the Ravens this year in a year where the expectations for them are super high? And my, my thing with the young guys is, well, how much of a – how much of how much of a runway do you give those young guys when you have those expectations? So for a guy like Van Noy, who I think is is ready right now, I think Ajabo he showed he showed the flashes at the strip sack on Joe Burrow mm-hmm. in week two. But I think to me there were a couple of mistakes we saw. The pass rush was a little inconsistent. But to me, I think that maybe Van Noy is just what the Ravens need right now. It'd be great if Ajabo could come back. Obviously, he, he would be a big like piece it. for them. But, yes, from what John Harbaugh said, it feels like he has that decision to make. Maybe it's in the similarity, the realm of Marcus Williams, where he had the surgery to decide on. He ended up rehabbing it and coming back. But it, may, I don't, and it seems a little more serious than what you know Marcus was going through, especially because Marcus came back. But Marcus coming back is a big thing for this defense as well. But the secondary and pass rush goes hand-in-hand. Hand. So once you get back Marlon Humphrey, once you get back Marcus Williams – if Clowney continues playing the way he has, if Van Noy can step up in ways that they, they get a way back at some point, may, maybe a job of two. Bowser, I think that if you can marry both the, the pass rush and, and the secondary, which, again, with Brandon Stevens, Ronald Darby, Rocky Asin have played far beyond my expectations for them so far through four weeks. The defense is already playing great, but they have the potential to, crazy enough, be even better. Kevin Ostriker, USA Today. It's the Ravens Wire. Kevin, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday and enjoy the game Sunday as the Ravens look to go 3-0 in the division, all three wins on the road. 
Yeah, absolutely. Always appreciate it, guys. Thanks so coming. much for having me. That's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. Whip around. A lot of cool stuff happened on this day in Orioles history and a Ravens tidbit that we'll remind you of as well. We'll also talk about the sports news of this day. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Scott Miller, MLB Network Radio. We'll talk to him about the wild card round, the managerial openings in Major League Baseball, and the Orioles, the surprise run. Is it surprising? It can't be anymore, can it? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Missed it last night. Monday Night Football here on 1057 The Fan. Seattle 24 or 3, excuse me, 24 3 over the Giants. Daniel Jones 27 of 34. Two picks was sacked 10 times. Paris Campbell, they tried some gadgetry. That didn't work out in their favor. So the G-Men, they dropped to 1-3 and three on the year. Geno Smith threw a touchdown pass to DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker rushed for a touchdown as his fine season continues on. So Seattle looking like a force. Yeah. Maybe not in the Philly San Francisco level right. force, but someone to be reckoned with here in the NFC West because uh, you know a lot of people thought, and I'll throw myself in that conversation, that they were going to dip uh-huh. from last year when they surprised everyone and made the playoffs. They still may, but so far so good after that uh, surprising loss to the Rams in week one. Well, Bob, their last couple drafts have really helped them, you know, tremendously. You know, you get a great running back, you know, I mean, he's been great. And then Witherspoon played his first game, had two sacks, a pick six, you know, as a top ten pick. So, yeah, they're they're their young guys are stepping it up. Uh, Terps at Ohio State Saturday at noon. Kickoff there. Maryland 5-0, 2-0 in the Big Ten. Buckeyes number four in the country, 4-0, 1-0. You can hear that coverage here on 105.7 The Fan or watch it on Fox National TV. Right now, Ohio State, 19.5-point favorites. Over Mike Loxley and his Maryland Terrapin. Something we'll get into coming up here in a few minutes. Phil Nevin out as manager of the Angels. He joins the uh, Mets and Giants as teams looking uh, looking for new skippers. And who knows what's going on with Bruce, uh, excuse me, Bob Melvin there in San Diego and the Padres 
who missed the playoffs. So we'll talk to uh, Scott Miller coming up in a couple of minutes. Whip around here on this uh, Turn It Up Tuesday. On this day in 2010, Heinz Field, T.J. Hushmanzada, 18-yard touchdown reception from Joe Flacco with 32 seconds left in the game as the Ravens stunned the Steelers 17-14. Willis McGahee rushed for a TD. Billy Cundiff kicked a field goal. Unfortunately, the Ravens' season would end in that venue a couple months later in one of the more frustrating playoff losses, I believe... As fate would have it, T.J. Husmanzada dropped the fourth down pass that would have kept the chains moving there in that playoff game. I remember that. I remember Antonio Brown. That was like his coming out game. Side of the helmet catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On third and 18. Remember the Ravens being up by a lot They early? were up 14 zip. Yep. The fumble recovery, Corey Redding. And then uh, Flacco threw a pick over through Todd Heap. And I think Ray Rice by a fumble too, but, you know. That was a tough L. But on this day, 13 years ago, they won. That's all that matters. Now, as we talk about the Orioles heading into the postseason for the first time in seven years, playing their first home playoff game for the first time in nine years. Let's go back to a couple of uh, dramatic moments. First one, 1979, game one, ALCS, Memorial Stadium. John Lowenstein at the plate against John Montague. Dick Enberg on the call for NBC. John Lowenstein, that was right down the left field line, Memorial Stadium, which was 309 down the line. I remember it like it was yesterday, watching it as a 14-year-old in the family room at 1807 East Baltimore Street. John Montague got the L starting pitchers for that game. Jim Palmer and Nolan Ryan. Mm. Two Hall of Famers. By the way, that turned out to be Nolan Ryan's last game with the Angels because he signed with the uh, Houston Astros as a free agent in the offseason. And then this, speaking of that, nine years ago, well, technically, this is the last home playoff game the Orioles won. Let's go back to a Friday afternoon, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. And everybody knows he's ready to fire on the first one. Bases loaded. Young swings, line drive, and he's down and two. TBS on the call. Bird scored four runs in the bottom of the eighth. That was Delman Young. Bases clearing double. Steve Pierce drove in a run that nipped uh, away a little bit there. Way in chance sucked. Kevin Gaussman forgot about how good he was in relief of that game. Brad Brock got the win. Zach Britton the save. Nick Markakis hit a two-run homer off Justin Verlander to give the Orioles an early advantage. But 7-6. Orioles win game two. Go up 2 nothing. would finish the sweep in Game 3 there in Detroit nine years ago today. We'll come back, talk about this year's playoffs with Scott Miller there from MLB Network Radio. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw, 11.45. News from the Nets coming up at noon. John Harbaugh met with the media talking about injuries and his team being in first place. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Diddy and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Crack it up to 12. Pick a song, we'll play it. Send your song request, plus for text line. 410-583-1057 is the number. Bob 80, Vinny Serato, Nolan McGraw. Orioles off till Saturday. Opponent to be determined for the ALDS. First home game. Royal Park and Camden Yards in the postseason since 2014. First playoff appearance going back to seven years ago when they lost up at Rogers Center. That's a bitter pill to swallow, but we're not here to talk about the past, man. We're here to talk about the future and the present, like the wild card round starting today from MLB Network Radio to break down the playoffs, talk about the Orioles season and their chances in the postseason. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back Scott Miller. Scott, good morning. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you? Doing all right and appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Appreciate the time as always. We'll start with the managerial maneuvering that has taken place so far. Phil Nevin out with the Angels yesterday. Buck over the weekend. Gabe Kapler couple uh, weeks or a couple days ago on Friday in Kapler and Buck, uh, recent vintage manager of the year kind of guys. So anything surprising about those three moves? And could there be another manager possibly looking for employment in the next couple of days? Um, you know, the biggest, I think to me, the biggest surprise is Gabe Kapler in San Francisco, just because he and Farhan Zaidi came in as a package deal um, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was, uh, Zaidi's handpicked guy and they presented themselves as partners. And that's kind of the modern managerial template, if you will. Um, you know, that's why I don't think Aaron Boone is, is going anywhere with the Yankees. He and Brian Cashman are, 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 uh, a package deal. Um, and, and this all comes from, you know, as baseball's moved into the analytics age, uh, as managers have become more middle managers, so to speak, rather than the older Weaver types, you know, they're carrying out 
so many of them are there to just put into place what the baseball operations department wants them to do. And as such, that's, I think, why you, you don't see the volatility as we used to with all kinds of managers. There one year back a decade or so ago where there were like 10 managerial openings. And we don't see that anymore, I think, because of what I just laid out. Um, um, you know, so back to the Giants, yeah, Kapler was there to kind of carry out Zaidi's plans. and and uh, But it just went so bad for the Giants in the last month. Um, you know, the and then when you get players like Logan Webb speaking out, saying we need big changes here, uh, just got to the point where, you know, they decided to make a move. But, you know, I'm not surprised by Phil Nevin. I mean, the Angels are a mess under Artie Marino. That's, they've gone through like five managers in seven years, and that, that franchise is not what you would call a model franchise right now. Uh, Showalter, you know, man, like you said, manager of the year, a year ago, 101 wins, and you can't lay this year all on on him at all, or even a lot of it on him. But you know, when they restructure their front office again, back to the way modern baseball is, they bring in David Stearns from Milwaukee. Um, you know, they're going to look for a clean slate. What about San Diego and Bob Melvin there, team yeah. that made it to the NLCS last year? Very disappointing. Got hot. Late in the season, but not enough, obviously, to save them there, Scott. Melvin Long for the uh, Padres there? Now, that's an example where the front office, the the president of baseball operations and the manager are not necessarily a partnership. There's definitely some, uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, love between A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin. Preller meddles too much. He's all over the place. Um, You know, Melvin came in having worked with Billy Bean for all these years. And people thought, oh, geez, he's going to get a break in San Diego. Well, uh, you know, Bean has his own way of doing things in Oakland, but then he lets, once you get into the late afternoon and batting practice starts, he kind of lets the manager do his thing. Whereas San Diego, there's a lot of interference. And I don't know if anybody knows what's going to happen in San Diego. They, you know, the owner, Peter Seidler, issued a statement yesterday that he supports his leadership group, but they are having meetings trying to determine the path forward and within that they're trying to figure out if if um, you know Melvin and Preller can work together and get along um, I think the interesting thing that's that that makes a lot of sense I don't know if it'll happen or not but if they determine that Preller and Melvin can't work together you know Melvin's owed four million dollars next year he's got one more year left on his deal um, the intriguing thing is that Gabe Kapler's ex- old job in San Francisco, right? Because Melvin and Farhan Zaidi worked together in Oakland three or four years and, and appear to probably be a better match to work together than Melvin and Preller. So the Giants need a more of an old school manager uh, than, than the new school Kapler. Uh, Melvin's that he's worked with Zaidi. He, has uh, he played with the Giants as a backup catcher uh, way back when? I mean, there's a lot of reasons Bob Melvin would be a perfect fit in San Francisco. Not to mention, uh, from the Padres' perspective, if, if they were if the Giants would be interested and they'd give the Giants permission to talk to to uh, Melvin and they'd make that move, then AJ Preller it'd be almost like a 
you know, no fingerprints on the assassination kind of thing. You could allow your manager to leave and everybody's happy. You didn't fire your manager. Uh, you get to get a new manager. Bob Melvin gets to get away from A.J. Preller and, and, and go back to – he's a Cal guy, by the way. He went to Cal Berkeley. Uh, so he's got – you know, he could go back to his home area. Uh, that's the most intriguing scenario. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But uh, I say 50-50 whether Melvin returns to manage the Padres. Scott Miller, MLB Network Radio, joining us here at Vinny at Handy, 105.7, the Fan WGK Law Guest Hotline, talking to baseball. Now let's get – to the wild card round. Everything starts today, three straight days. If necessary, the American League, the intriguing matchup between the Rangers, who are sub 500 on the road against the Rays, who are great at home. And they have the Blue Jays in French, pound for pound, as talented as any against the Twins, the team nobody talks about. If there's an upset, Scott, air quotes, where is it happening in the wild card round? If there's an upset, um, you know, I would say, I'd say the Diamondbacks over the Brewers if there's an upset, and that's because you know the Brewers got some bad news yesterday with their starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff um, having the shoulder capsule injury, and he's out for this week, and they're hopeful he can do some things to get himself back if. The Brewers advance, and if they do, they would run into the Dodgers starting Saturday. Um, but with a healthy Woodruff, Brewers they could they could go I think deep into the playoffs because you have Corbin Burns, uh, you know Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff. Those three starters are as good a top three as just about anybody. They pitch really well. The back end of the bullpen, Devin Williams, and and the rest of the guys. Um, I thought the Brewers were kind of built this year finally to maybe go deep, but you subtract Woodruff from that rotation and that leaves a pretty big gap. And so I think that leaves them vulnerable to, a, you know, a potentially to the, to the Diamondbacks uh, uh, rising up and upsetting them. Hey Scott, who's the best matchup for the O's? Um. That is a good question. I think, um, uh, you know, I think the O's, no doubt, uh, you know, have proven that, you know, they, they're, you know, they're the best thing going in the American League. And I think from that perspective, um, you know, probably Texas, I'm going to say, be, just because. I mean, we know Tampa Bay. They've had some injuries lately, so they're not as good as they were in April and May. Um, you know, but that's such a good organization there, and, and and you know they won so many games, and and I think maybe there's no intimidation factor either way because Baltimore, Tampa Bay have played so many times this year. Um, I, I say Texas is the best matchup simply because. Um, you know, you like to be playing your best baseball right now. I think you know. With the expanded playoffs, it's more about who's playing well right now than than what your record was during the year. And Texas is, you know, they're not entering with momentum because, geez, all they had to do was win Sunday in Seattle, and they win the AL West. Their fate was in their hands. One win Sunday. They win the AL West. They've got this week off to kind of reset their pitching. 
and then Houston would have had to be the wild card team. But instead, Texas loses one to nothing to Seattle on Sunday, which lost them the division. So that now they're wild card team. Then they had to fly from Seattle all the way about as far a flight as there is in baseball from the Pacific Northwest to the Southeast from Seattle, all the way down to Florida to Tampa Bay. And Texas's bullpen has been uh, sketchy all year. You know, I mean, Bruce Bochy and pitching coach Mike Maddox have done what they can't, that what they could. Uh, but, you know, kind of the pattern for Texas's bullpen this year has been April and May, terrible. Bochy and Maddox use glue and popsicle sticks, put it back, put it together, had it hold for a while. And then after a few weeks, the dam broke again and it was bad. Then they had to put it together again and then the dam broke. Um, so anyway, for, for all that, I, I think Texas is pitching is vulnerable and they're not going in the right direction right now. So if they could upset Tampa Bay, then I, I, I think that by far is the best matchup for Baltimore. Scott Miller, MLB Network Radio. Scott, we appreciate the time and the insight. Enjoy the wild card round. We'll talk to you before the ALDS, definitely before the ALCS. Awesome. Four games today, four tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys. You got it. Scott Miller, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back. Funhouse, Nolan McGraw. News from the Nets coming up top of the hour. John Harbaugh met with the media yesterday. His team's at first place in the AFC North, but they do have some banged up players. Do we get any insight? You'll find out then. Buy or sell. Where's the money? 12.15. And then Ryan Ripken. We'll talk Orioles and playoffs with him at 12.30. Works, works, sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Crank it up to 12. Pick a song. We'll play it. We do have baseball coming up on the stations throughout the course of the week. Orioles open their playoff season Saturday. Opponent to be determined. Ravens off today, back in practice tomorrow. Four and a half point favorites over the Steelers. David Ajabo could be done for the year. We'll get into all of that and more coming up. Top of the hour news from the Nest. Maryland, they're at Ohio State Saturday at noon. You can hear that game on 105.7. The fan, Maryland 5-0. 2-0 in the Big Ten. Ohio State ranked number four. They're 4-0, 1-0. Ohio State 19 and a half point favorites. So Maryland trying to prove they belong. The good thing, though, is they were expected to win big at Michigan State. They did. Yep. They were expected to win big against Indiana. They did. After slow start against Virginia, they pulled away. So even when they were starting 4-0 a couple years ago, they were winning close games. They should have been blowing people out. Yep. So the games they're supposed to win easily, they are. What does all of this mean for Ohio State Saturday? Don't know, but they're kind of playing to form. For now. Well, the thing that I've liked the last two weeks, Bob, kind of what you mentioned, like the first couple weeks, you know, I mean, they're down 14 nothing, the crappy team. But then the last two Big Ten games, they jumped out early and got got big leads and put people away. So that was that was good. And I think, Bob, they need a fast start. You can't get down 21 nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and if they could be up seven, just make it close. You know, like the best – one was Michigan, was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, when they, you know, were kicking to you almost, you know, had a real good chance to win that game. You know, so if they could play like that, you know, and even even if they get a moral victory, Bob, I, I think 
that's going to do a lot for the pro. I mean, if it's tight, you know, and it's a really good game, that'll be big for the program going forward. Right, we've said it before. We'll say it again. 52 to 14, no longer acceptable. No, not, not Got to represent. Let's bring Nolan McGraw in. Quick draw. What's happening? Should help if I turn my mic on. Uh, laid it all out there. Is it fair to say that this weekend is the biggest sports weekend we've had here in years? I mean, years and years and years. Ravens, it's a Steelers week. Mm-hmm. That alone used to just dominate the conversation. Ravens, mm-hmm. Steelers. That's like the only thing that would matter. Now you got Orioles, games one and two of the ALDS, Maryland, Ohio State with us thinking this is Maryland's best shot in years to take down one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not. We'll do our predictions on Friday. Well, I'm not picking them. I'm yeah. just saying their best <laughs> shot. Oh, sure. On top of Raven Steelers, on no, top yeah. of Orioles they, playoff look, They baseball. played them tough last year at, no. at uh, CQ Stadium. So they actually hung in there with Michigan-Ohio State last year. But to your point, sure it is. Not to mention the concert. You know, I got nothing against Billy Joel or Stevie Nicks, quite frankly. Yeah. I, I enjoy both in regards to their uh, musical history and the accomplishments. But football, basketball, or excuse me, baseball and uh, NFL football, it's tons going on this weekend. And I feel like I'm probably forgetting something. We'll be quickly reminded. Possibly. But, yes, plenty to do. Yep. And so little time to get it done. How about that fun house? We get a little time to get it done. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First texter here says, I don't think my heart could withstand a raise in Orioles playoff series. Their regular season meetings were stressful enough, especially that last one at Camden Yards. Yeah, they were uh, very tight, uh, intense. Tampa, let's give them credit. Kevin Cash, the Franco drama, just a story that came out there out of nowhere, which may have ended this kid's career. The injuries they've had to their rotation. Well documented. They've had other guys get banged up throughout the course of it, but here they are still standing. They do concern me and concern me in a big way. But then again, so do the Rangers. Right. I mean, they got like four guys that get hit 50,000 home runs. Another one here from Steve says, uh, is it concerning at all? The O's are going into the playoffs with uh, little offensive production in their last eight games or their last week of games. Uh, they're averaging under three runs a game, and that span uh, needs to change quickly if they're going to last longer. Well, that's obvious. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. But this week off, maybe it recharges the batteries for a team that finished in the top seven and run scored and was number one in baseball with runners in scoring position. But you get cold in October, you go home in October. You get warm in Florida playing golf. Yeah. And one more here from Chris says, I hope the Browns game was just an appetizer for Roquan Smith. The main course will be coming with another big performance against the Steelers this Sunday. Um, He just seems to me like he, he just plays good. every. I mean, you look at the stat sheet after any game and he's got double-digit tackles. You know, I mean, 
He may have end up with two almost 200 tackles this year. So, um, does he need a big game against Pittsburgh? Doesn't help. Doesn't hurt. I mean, doesn't hurt. It's 88 the fan. When we come back, news from the Nats. Going to hear from John Harbaugh. As he spoke with the media yesterday, injury concerns are there. No doubt about that. Buy or sell. Where's the money? We'll find out around 12-15. Talk MLB playoffs and the Orioles with Ryan Ripken, our colleague from Baltimore Baseball tonight. Coming up at 12-30, NFL launch at 1. We'll look at today's MLB playoff schedule. And then the Feeble Five. Who are the five worst teams in the National Football League? Well, Giants didn't really help their cause last night on national TV or on 105.7 The Fan, but got some really good teams, got some competitive teams, then you got terrible teams, and we'll find out who they are coming up at 1.30 here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.